Hello, everybody, and welcome to what I think we're going to wind up eventually calling the um, the Pirates of the Geek Vortex. Sail away, sail away. <laughs> so yes, my name's Olav, uh, and I am here with Adam. And this is our this being our first round of shows. I figure we should probably start off with what are our big geek likes. We're going to cover a lot of various different topics over the course of this show, of this podcast. So really kind of let's let's start off by figuring out what are our our really big likes. Sure thing. Sure thing. Uh, speaking for myself, I'll just throw out some some genres out there that I love talking about. Um, I like horror movies. Um, I like anime. I absolutely love anime, both the cute stuff and the horror stuff. It, it's a nice blend there. Um, I like 80s cartoons, um, American 80s cartoons. I uh, I like uh, science fiction. I think science fiction is a whole lot of fun. I'm talking not even just uh, I, like I'm primarily TV shows um, and movies, um, but there is some written stuff out there, and I think uh, science fiction falls in that. Fantasy falls into that. Um, you know, classic uh, works and goblins and that kind of thing. That's probably the literary side of it. Uh, most of the stuff that I've re uh, read and some Isaac Asimov, you know. Uh, like yeah, he's, oh, he's got so much stuff. I mean, he he introduced so many different things to the 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 science fiction genre. That oh sure, uh, I think he wasn't he the first. Yeah, he was the first one that introduced the idea of androids with, with like iRobot and. Yeah. Before that, it was. I think there were the idea of robots doing mean doing manual labor, but not free thinking, auto actual autonomous. Right. Not not what you would call sentient per se. I yeah. Mean, very intelligent, very capable, but not necessarily individual. Yeah. And it's it's kind of interesting. One of his creations is that that has really spanned a, the 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 genre in general is the three laws of robotics that's in so many different you know that comes up in so many different properties these days and interestingly there were actually by the end the end count was actually there were four laws of robotics but most people don't think of the zeroth law which was simply you protect humanity as a whole and you don't harm a human being, provided that in, you know, in preventing that said harm, humanity as a whole isn't harmed. On top of science fiction, um, uh, comic books, superhero comics, um, that's a big one. It's really popular these days. There's a lot of nice movies coming out, um, many of which I've enjoyed. Uh, I think uh, probably Pirates. Pirate movies is really good stuff. I love the Shaw Brothers films, old kung fu films. That's a really big. I really enjoy those too. So, uh, mar all things martial arts, I enjoy. Okay. Um, and so that's kind of like a, one of the linkers between all those different things. She had a lot of different martial action in fantasy and sci-fi and classic movies and hero movies and television shows and so forth. They they're always that that combat element, and they always seem to be you know really well built martial art characters. Um, yeah, and martial arts is another one of those that that creeps into just about everything because just about everybody has to fight at some point. Right. So it's 
kind of unique as far as the the styles that sure. they choose to use. It's it's nice as well as a meeting point because, like I said just a little bit earlier, how uh, you're or and you agreed you're going to find elements of martial arts in just about everything. It's one of those linking things that that grew up on their own. Like people in one continent developed their own fighting style, just like people in another continent developed their own fighting style. They didn't know each other and discuss the idea that they needed to create a fighting style. So in my mind, it's part of humanity that, that we develop that. And uh, so it's something that we all have in common as as a people. And so we're always excited to say, oh, a new fighter, you know, a new warrior, you know. And I think part of that appeal translates over into the stories and uh, that we that we watch and, and hear from these shows. And that's part of the major appeal to me. And the other half of that is, is the mythology angle. It's just a new way of telling some old stories. One of the interesting things that I've seen and read and heard kind of as far as fighting and particularly with Star Wars is when they when they started the prequels and stuff like that um one of the novels was written by um Ari Salvatore who was you know big in the fantasy world particularly oh, Dungeons Dr- and Dragons Drizzador and, and yeah. yeah and he kind of touched on a t- uh, on an idea that uh, supposedly Count Dooku, by the second movie, Count Dooku was actually trained in the classical style of lightsaber battle, which was thrusts instead of... Like fencing. Yeah, which is an interesting idea, I thought. And, you know, it, he kind of went on that, to say that, well, most people abandoned that way because it was so difficult and so dangerous. Yeah. Um, and when you're talking about like a laser sword and you think about it, OK, well, if somebody's swinging it at you, you put yours in the path and you can block it in order to parry a thrust. You have to not only move it, but you have to move it beyond the ra- beyond the abil- its ability to touch your body. Because even if the tip doesn't hit you and it's just the side grazes your ribs, it's still going to burn and cut. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, was there's a story of a of a great kendo master in Japan who got into uh, a discussion about fighting with uh with the lightsaber, you know, the prop lightsabers. They have the saber legion and they fight with the prop lightsabers. Now, part of that is nothing no part of that blade can touch you or else you're scored against and he said, "How can I call myself a master in reference to Boken? How can I call myself a master when I cannot allow at any time the blade to ever even touch me, you know, because there are things where you put your hand on the blade to to the back of the blade to push things out of the way. And, you know, you you can get in and and tangle up with people and use different techniques there. But to never allow it to touch you at all. I mean, that's that's huge. And uh, it was Mikashi. I knew it off the top of my head, um, but I I couldn't verbalize it. Mikashi is what you were talking about is a second lightsaber form, according to current canon. Uh, that Dooku knew, and it was supposedly, according to canon, it, it was it was uh, uh, developed to fight Sith. It was to get in there and kill them quickly because these people are going to, you know, wipe us out. And that and that almost sounds more. That almost kind of sounds like the 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 more Japanese style of Iaido uh, of sword. Yeah, of, of sword of sword usage basically is. You, you know, you, you know, a lot of, a lot of your beginning forms in particular were, you might have one block, one attack. Right. As you draw, you block and you strike and kill. Yep. And then you're done. 
one draw, one kill. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was, I learned a little bit of it when I was, when I was a, a younger man. And it was, you know, particularly in the beginnings, it was very much, you look for the shortest and quickest way to defeat your opponent, uh-huh. which kind of makes, which, you know, makes sense as far as particularly when the idea of the, the, the idea of the Sith is so foreign that, and honestly, you know, being in contact with their, their hatred and their feelings kind of gives them an edge, particularly in combat. Oh, sure. I mean, uh, to be a, to be a rational sword fighter, well trained, of course, but to be a rational one, you have to take the time to think. And, uh, the, the advantage that the Sith had is that they, they didn't have to think if they didn't need to. They could allow the strength of their passion to carry them through. That's a translation over to martial arts in the sense of soft and hard forms as well. I mean, the soft forms was using as little effort as possible to redirect or otherwise avoid or strike to, to, to deal with your opponent. And then the hard style is just, I am so tough and I am so powerful, and I am so straightforward with that, that you you can't do anything. I would just blast you out of the way. And So, yeah, polar opposites, but they both seek to accomplish the same thing, in a sense, which is to win that, to win that fight. And so as far as, as far as sci-fi, what are, what are your, some of your, your major? Uh, obviously Star Wars. Um, anybody okay. who knows me knows that Star Wars is a big thing for me. I have an interest in it as a, uh, uh, like I'll, I'll even go so far as to sublimate my own life with it. Um, I've joined various Star Wars group, uh, Star Wars inspired groups and, and I claim, uh, Jedi realism, which is, you know, applying, uh, a philosophy to my life for self-improvement that happens to be framed around uh the star wars mythos um other other science fiction that i really like mary shelley uh frankenstein's monster that was that was really great that's kind of like old school science fiction but and one of the first and you know I, you know shout out to her for for popularizing a whole wave of books yeah in that period that really brought the horror <laughs> the horrors of science uh to yeah, light because I mean, really at that point we had some of the the classical horror monsters, but nothing that was really based on science. Yeah, before I was all supernatural, you know, and then this guy, he didn't pray to Satan to raise Frankenstein. He used his own mind to reanimate the flesh. And, you know, so the reality of it hit a little bit harder, I think, to the people that, uh, that read it. Other science fiction, I love all sorts of anime, and so Cowboy Bebop definitely needs a mention in there because it's rough and tumble, you know, and it's very Firefly-esque with what it was, so I do think it came out before Firefly did. I'm pretty sure it did. That it that it was uh, still based in space in the future, and, you know, you had cyborgs, and there's also uh, uh, Pat Labor was fantastic, and, you know, giant fighting robots, and... I'm not just a giant fighting robot guy. There's also, uh, you know, they do mutations and, well, really, you just throw a dart at a chart that has anime on it. And, you know, (laughs) one out of three of them is going to be super science on some level. So that's one thing I really like. I was going to say, because for me, I mean, and one of the reasons why I'm kind of want to get everybody else's opinion on this is because I will... I will touch on just about anything. I can geek out about just about anything. Oh, heck yeah. And most of the stuff that even piques my interest a little bit is usually stuff that I've done research on. So it's like, okay, what are, what are, throw me a topic. I can probably, I can probably come up with stuff. I was just going to say, I can't believe I didn't mention Doctor Who. Obviously (laughs) that that's a big science fiction one that I really enjoy. Uh, Smith was my favorite doctor. 
I'm just throwing that out there, but that's because I'm told I look like him. You do. So. You do. You really do kind of look like him. Yeah. Maybe if I uh, grow my hair out again and buy a new fuzz. Yeah, it's particularly particularly the chin. Yeah. The 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 chin really is just yeah. This is great because now everybody at home who's listening to this and doesn't know me is is seeing Adam <laughs> Smith do this interview, and it's like really cool. <laughs> I should have brought my screwdriver. I should have brought my uh. Sonic screwdriver. I have I have his, and it's the official one that lights up and makes the noise. And ah, by the way, if you hear whispering off in the off in the, the the to the side, um, Adam's Adam's daughter and my goddaughter are here. So, and they're one and the same. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought about it. I'm like, wait a second. That sounds like we've got two two people over here. Which, at that case, we just send them off to play and on their own. It's one person. <laughs> they're both the same person, which. Uh, Multiple people in one body is always interesting. That's why, you know, you hear her talking, she's talking to herself. She's having a conversation or, over there. Or it could be clones. That too. Or it could be clones. Speaking of science fiction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Venture Brothers. There's some science fiction for you. And yeah. It, and it involves I, clones. I have not seen m- much of the, the newer stuff. After they took their break... Um. Yeah, I never really caught back up with them. Yeah. I, I I pursued it. I loved that show when I first saw it. I I rewatched the first two seasons over and over again, waiting for new stuff to came out come out. And then there was like a year and a half where they came out with like three seasons worth of stuff, and I was I was in heaven. And most of it's on Hulu. Uh, I, I've I've seen that now. Now that I do have a Hulu account, it's like okay, yeah, I might have to check that out. If you haven't seen it in a while, I suggest starting over at the beginning because by the time you get to the end of it, you just want more. And they're so slow putting it out. And I appreciate it because they don't uh, skimp on the quality and the jokes and the you know the little everything, the little subtleties in the whole show and everything. But unfortunately if you want good quality you're not going to get it quickly yeah uh that's we're just gonna have to wait um and i think that's kind of the problem that a lot of the the animated shows american animated shows run into like family guy or south park it's they you know they're they they have to cut corners somewhere sometimes it's jokes sometimes it's just making simple easy references Yep. Sometimes with South Park, yeah, they get into deeper topics and stuff like that, but their animation style is much more simplistic. So they can kind of take A some shortcuts there yeah. and develop, you know, and have more time to write the stories and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And then there's the, uh, the, the, the anime version of that where they just do you know, a whole season of filler episodes or something. Yeah. You know, like, oh, well, we're just going to wait for the manga to catch up or, you know, before we get back to the real story. So we're just going to kind of make some stuff up and throw it out there. And uh, I, uh, the only thing I dislike about that, because I always like extra content explaining background for tertiary characters and stuff. I think those are some of the best stories out there, uh, is that it takes so long to get back to that cliffhanger. Yeah. And I feel like I have to rewatch the original story, jump ahead of all the filler that I just watched after I rewatched the original story, just to get back to where I was when I was watching it before they hit me in the face with the filler. Uh, but fortunately, you know, with the internet being what it is, we were able to do that. Yeah. So that's nice too. Uh, and speaking of those, um, you had mentioned my my golden idol of of geekdom and i know i said this before a lot of people would peg me to be a star wars guy and i am but it's not my number one uh my number one is uh naruto uh the anime uh it was originally a manga by 
uh, Masashi Kishimoto, okay. and it came out in Shonen Jump's uh, serials, and I think it was uh, Karakuri or something like that in 95, and then Naruto in 97, and it became a regular serial uh, a little bit later, and then, uh, what was it, uh, Vidmation, Vidanimation, I can't remember the name of them, Funimation maybe, they got a hold of it and sent it over to... Uh, the u.s and i loved it the first time i watched it it was like 220 episodes of the original run and there's 500 episodes of the follow-up oh, uh naruto wow. shippuden and now they've gone the generations route and now they're telling the story via anime of naruto's son boruto and they're already 13 episodes into that Holy so, uh, yeah, they, they got a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love the world that they're in. I mean, their powers are elemental. They don't shy away from technology. They, they mix it with spirituality flawlessly. They have so many colorful characters, so many amazing powers, some very rich storylines. It goes from it, it, it runs the gamut between ridiculously cute to horrifyingly serious uh, and they do it within the span of a few episodes. And uh, I, I have been put to the edge of my seat on that show multiple, multiple times. And yeah, uh, that uh, back to what I was saying earlier, this was the show I was referring to when I was talking about filler episodes preventing me from going from the cliffhanger to the resolution when I <laughs> wanted to. Um, the uh, the story's pretty simple. Um, it's about a young boy in a village in the middle of the woods who is training to become a ninja, and he's basically been shunned and ignored by the village that he lives in, and he wants to become the leader of the village. He wants to become the strongest ninja that he can so he can become the leader of the village. And the uh, first 220 episodes follows him proving his worth and making friends and uh, showing that he's a good ninja and he's not just some you know, uh, goof off or whatever. And then after he comes back, the second part of his story is when he's in, uh, his upper teens, he comes back. Everybody already likes him at this point. Uh, but now he shows how great he can really be. And it, it's a story of the spirit that's inside him. People, other people have the similar abilities and other villages out there clash against each other. And, uh, he really grows as, as a character and even, uh, cooler than that is that everybody around him grows too. Okay. There, there, there is no static, oh, this person's always the same, you know? Uh, some people just die. I mean, they don't shy away from people dying. Um, a lot of people mature, like there's this character, Sakura, um, who's one of, one of the quote-unquote main characters of the original series, is the girl that he has a crush on. Um, and I swear to goodness, she's absolutely useless as a ninja for the first 220 episodes. <laughs> I, all she does is, like, really complain and fawn over the other secondary primary character named Sasuke, which is Naruto's rival slash best friend. And uh, it isn't until they get to the, the teenage episodes um, that she really shows her worth. She studies underneath one of the great uh, uh, Sanin, one of the great legendary ninja of the village, and gets passed on to her that same techniques and power and, and so on. And, and then she becomes amazing. She She... She's a really good example of what I would co consider a strong woman. And okay. she, yeah, she definitely demonstrates that power and will. So I think the show probably mature, like the creators of the show probably mature along with their characters because as you watch the stories they get you know a, a lot better a lot crisper a lot a lot more uh a lot more involved and uh there's a few things they don't shine away from i think i already mentioned death 
um, pain, terrible, terrible things happening, but ridiculously stupid jokes. I mean, they, they will throw those in there. Sometimes they'll have episodes dedicated to it, and it all lends itself to a, a cheery, serious, relatable world where you could easily identify with any number of the characters that present themselves through it. I don't think I've ever been really that disappointed with it ever, and I, I highly recommend it. All right. Well, that's about all the time we have for today. Now, for the audience, to let you guys know what's going on, we're going to move from here. We're going to go through each of the the individuals that are part of the podcast, and then we're going, and then probably like at the end of the month or so, we're going to do, once we can get everybody together all at once, we're going to do a large group recording so that we have all four of us. Yeah, yeah all four of us It'll together be a nice round-robin discussion. Yeah, especially after everybody's had a chance to talk about their particular, uh, as as one of our as one of our co-hosts says, states it the the uh, the golden idol topic. Yep. Everybody has a chance to talk about theirs, and then we kind of all listen to those podcasts, and then do a group recording and just a general conversation. Now that one's probably going to be a bit longer. Right now, we're trying to keep them between 15 to 30 minutes. That one may be a bit longer of a Yeah, of I, I would episode. give that at least an hour. And uh, we might even do more than one, like a two-part or a three-part, because some of those discussions an hour just won't do. Yeah, <laughs> those, can, those can be lengthy, lengthy discussions. So, uh, as always, thank you guys very much for listening. Um, you can check out, uh, we'll have more of our stuff up here on SoundCloud. Uh, we're going to try and get this moved over to iTunes as well once it's, I think that requires some, some approval, but it's usually pretty quick. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate that. No problem. Uh, and of course you can always check out our YouTube page where we have mostly game stuff, but we also do geek trivia, geek reviews and stuff like that. We should have more, some of our other creators helping out and, and stuff with that. So, as always, thank you very much, and we will talk to you next time.